Hi friends, this is self-care and soul care for the caregiver and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 64 and because it's the fifth Monday of a month, I have a special guest today, Lee Peoples. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me back on such a special fifth week. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's so fun. I was, I like mentioned that I was having my pastor slash my husband as a guest this week because we're talking about churchy stuff. Well, Lee, what I thought we'd talk about today is um, how we as caregiving families, how our family specifically has been hurt by the church. I mean, we're talking about the real issue of being hurt by the church. It's something we've experienced, something a lot of the people listening have experienced. So I just want to talk through how to navigate a situation like that. So we're going to talk about some hurt that we have felt as a family. I mean, we're a ministry family, but we certainly aren't immune to being hurt by church people. And then we're going to talk about conflict that's not really from the pastor, like maybe conflict with another family in the church, something like that. Talk about actually feeling excluded at church, like the pastoral staff or somebody making us feel like we're not welcome at that church. And then I thought we'd even talk about what to do if we do feel the conviction to leave a church. Like how can we leave well? How can we still realize we're all part of the body of Christ. We just can't be at that church anymore. So we're going to talk through all of that in, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Deep into the pool stuff. That's just light <laughs> topics right there. Yeah, I well, I don't, I don't bring you in for the easy stuff. You yeah, know? I thought we were going to talk about grilling. When are we going to do grilling again? That was, that's, that's easy. I know. Well, <laughs> maybe this summer we'll share our secret hamburger recipes this summer. Yeah, but this is an important one. I mean, I think this is a good one to address, especially as families are starting to come back into churches and churches are opening up and different things. So this is good. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, it's Easter week for us. If people are listening in real time, yesterday was Palm Sunday. We're moving toward Good Friday. Next Sunday's Easter. I mean, even if you've been out of the church for a while or been watching online, depending on what the restrictions are in your area, we all feel that draw at Easter to get back to it, to get back to being together. Um, But for some of us, there's real reasons we're reluctant to do that. And some of that is the hurt that we feel. So just to give a little background, we, most of our listeners know if they've listened before, we live outside of Houston now. We've been here at the church where Lee pastors and we live, we've been here for three years, right? It'll be four. It'll be four in August. Yeah. So we're in our fourth year here. Yeah. So, um, before that, we lived in Pennsylvania, and you pastored a church there. And before that, we lived in North Carolina, and we pat you pastored a church there. So we have pastored in different locations, different contexts, different sizes, yeah. <laughs> different kind of situations. Um, and every church overall has been great and supportive, and 
we have loved our time and really value the relationships that we build, but that doesn't mean that there weren't times that were hard, uh, that, that people in the churches uh, hurt our feelings, hurt my feelings. I mean, even specifically speaking, there were times I didn't feel supported or valued or, I mean, or, I mean, there was times that I was like almost fighting with church members. That's what it felt like where it was uncomfortable to be in the same room and uncomfortable to be in the same space. Um, so that's, those are real feelings and they, they determine whether you feel like getting up on a Sunday morning and going to church sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, um, some of those feelings, um, probably weren't, I, I think some of the folks, some of it was probably unintentional, um, not in our current situation. <laughs> like, I think we have to preface that on some of this, like for any of the listeners, our members that are listening now, not in our current situation, uh, but there were a few situations. I think some people um, didn't have the right heart and the right spirit in the way they treated us. And so I, I do think there were times we were, we were probably unintentionally hurt. And I think there were times we were intentionally hurt, but hurt is still hurt. And, you know, we have to learn how to process that and to, and to deal with that and, and to continue to figure out, is this a good situation to keep worshiping, you know, at, at this church? And I think it is still hard. The current situation we're in is, is a good church. We love our people and I think our people love us and they, they love our boys, but there are times that it's just unavoidable where we know we're different and we don't fit in every event and we don't fit in everything our church does at times. And I, I, the one thing I appreciate about where we are now is I think our people understand that better than some of the churches we have been in. Um, you know, so the, from the ministry side, there's always the expectation, you know, you're going to be there. I'm going to be there at this event. All the boys will be there at this event. And, and coming into this context, I think we, we set it up very well that there's going to be some things you just won't see me and Sandra at together, you know, because, because of James. And, and I think people have been very understanding and shown us a lot of grace in that way. But still, even in a really good situation, I think there are times where even as the pastor, I just feel different because I know I'm different. You know, we know our family's different, but um, we can still love people and, and, and it's good to be different in the body of Christ uh, because the body is different, you know, and so we need families like ours there plugging in and kind of making things uncomfortable sometimes at the potluck. <laughs> yeah, we, do that. we do do that. I remember that one time we had uh, around Christmas, we have an open house at our house and everybody yeah. come in and uh, we hadn't been here very long. It was our first Christmas. And so James was home and, doing his thing. Grandma was here to kind of help watch him so that I could be really social. But I remember he went up to uh, one of the people here and smelled him. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's because he thought it was granddad. I think he yeah. thought because he had the, the same build as granddad. Yeah. 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 And I think he went up to him to smell him to see yeah. if it was granddad or not, because, you know, he, he doesn't always look at faces and we were like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, 
welcome. He has smelt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are you are in a club if right. you've been sniffed and still let in the door. So yeah. Yeah, yeah we do there's no pretenses or anything with us. I mean, we are who we are. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody if they were in a situation like I was where I'm like, this other church member and I aren't getting along. Um, we were angry at each other. I mean, I was angry. I was hurt. I was disappointed. I was just really not looking forward to going to church on Sunday or any of the extra stuff that we did. It, it was a hard season, I think, for us in that situation. So if somebody comes to you and they say, hey, I, I, another church member and I kind of had a thing and, and how do I navigate this and how do I, what do I do? Yeah. I, first, if I get that call, I'm going to encourage them to make sure they've, they've talked individually if they feel like they can. That's an important um, aspect of Matthew chapter 18, where if a brother or sister in Christ has done something to us, said something about us, that we approach them. If we feel like there's an issue there. Uh, you also see that in Matthew 5, I think it's verse 24, right around there. But I think it's Matthew 5, 24 that says, if I know essentially someone has something against me, um, then I leave my gift on the altar. I go to them and I try to reconcile it before I worship. You know, now if that person doesn't want reconciliation or any of that, then that's, that's on them. But it, it, to clear my conscience, to clear my heart, even if I'm the offended party, um, I, there's times where you go and say, hey, we know there's something here. Let's talk. And, and I, that's where I try to encourage people to say, okay, have you even attempted some type of reconciliation or conversation. Uh, now, there may be a case where they go, hey, I'm not comfortable with that at all, you know, maybe because of the severity of it. And then I will say, okay, well, then let's, let's three of us try to get together and um, I'll mediate the best I can mediate. Uh, but there's times where I think we may get offended because of something we perceive the person should have done or our expectation level in the relationship was a little different, um, or maybe they said something that they didn't know even bothered us at all. And so I think that's why it's important to, to go and just kind of put the cards on the table and say, hey, here's what I'm feeling, here's what I'm thinking, here's what you said, here's how I processed it or, or what I heard. And they may go, well, gosh, I didn't mean it like that at all, or, or that's you know really not where my heart was in that. So just to try to assume the best out of people uh, before, you know, you, you just cut them off totally. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's a verse that says, as far as it is up to you, live at peace with everyone, right. especially in the household of God. And so that, that applies here so that, that my worship is not hindered when I go in on a Sunday because of right. a hurt relationship. But but I'm taking steps to reconcile and do everything I can to live at peace. Right. So let's talk about what we do if, and this is how, I mean, this has happened to lots of families. And so they, they go to a church and they are um, embarrassed by the leadership. They are asked to leave. They are told we can't make accommodations for you and your family, or they're just made to feel unwelcome. But it's like from 
staff people or teachers or somebody like not just a another church member but somebody who has authority in the church and so how do you how do you approach your pastor or your children's minister or a sunday school teacher like with respect and with wanting things to be reconciled but to say this really hurt us and is there a way forward here or not yeah i i think the way you just described it is the way you do it <laughs> in the sense that you you know you need to sit down with them and and be very honest um a lot of the pastors i talk to honestly are when you when you bring up special needs ministry they sometimes go there's no way our church could do this and you know and the way i kind of talk to them is i say listen do you do you make any accommodation for anybody in your church whether you're helping a, a kiddo with add uh maybe you've got somebody with dementia in your church and you're helping to serve them you know is there anybody in your church that has alzheimer's dementia or just something that you're doing something for and usually they're always like yeah yeah we've got you know one two three and they'll start naming me off people oh look i'm like we have a special needs ministry you're doing it in that sense and then they're kind of oh well blown away i'm like all right well now you can start building from where you are so i think for for a lot of guys i talk to and this is just kind of pastor hat um they're so intimidated by this and so for for a family i think it's it's good to go to that that staff person that ministry leader and just be very open and honest with them um be gracious you know because even though I'm a father of a son with special needs and obviously I lead a church, I'm overwhelmed sometimes <laughs> by things our church does, things that are coming. Um, you know, I, I feel like I spend like 15 plates and, you know, and so to, to even in the special needs ministry of our church, um, there's times where I'm just like, okay, thank goodness I have Sandra here to run this. And, and so to understand that those guys or those ministry leaders, sometimes they're just overwhelmed and, and, to, and to show that grace to them, but at the same time, be honest with them because they need to hear that and they need to feel your hurt. Uh, they need to feel your, your pain um, and they need to understand where you feel like you're being excluded um, because really, honestly, I think, people in the ministry they do want to reach people for christ there's just times we we feel ill-equipped or we don't know how um but to to make them just kind of help them understand now this is what it means when you say you can't help me or i have to go somewhere else and and i think that would change that perspective for them a little bit and, and hopefully would be more open to to helping them uh, but any also solutions you might be able to put out is also very good because again in a ministry role we spend 15 16 different plates and so i love honestly when someone comes to me and says hey i feel like our church isn't doing this really well or i've got this idea and here's a plan for how i can help <laughs> and i'm like yes thank you versus just pushing it over and saying Hey, this church needs to do better at this. If it's that kind of person, then I usually ask them a little bit more. What do you mean by that? How can we do a little better? So I think as a as a parent, 
that doesn't mean you got to run the ministry, but you can give some practical advice or solutions or helps that would help empower them as leaders and, and be a little more comfortable with it. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I, you know, you may even need an advocate to go with you. You may need to say if there's, if you have a Sunday school teacher or somebody in your small group who you can take along with you, who does, who can help speak on your behalf. So you don't feel like you're complaining or you're only serving yourself or you're only serving your own family, but, but this other person can step in as an advocate, kind of a go between so that everybody feels like they're a little more on equal footing. So yeah, I think that's really good. I do think, I mean, from our experiences of being hurt, there's a temptation to just give up and to just stay home and to say, it's not worth it. These relationships are not worth it. Having to get up early on a Sunday morning and get everybody there when that church doesn't really want us there anyway is not worth it. And so you and I have talked about this before, how we have been hurt in churches, but we've been healed by churches. I mean, God uses his people to heal us from the hurts that his other people <laughs> have inflicted upon us because nobody's perfect. The churches aren't made of perfect people. And so hurt feelings are going to happen and, and, and things even more serious than hurt feelings. But, but I think in our experience, God has provided a healthy church for us now, healthy relationships around us. We've learned, I think, even as we've gotten older, how to communicate when before things get hard or before they get tricky. So we, I think, have been healed by church members that we've been around in this church and, and other believers who've come alongside us so that we don't give up, so that we stay in it, so that, I mean, at the end of the day, when I stand before God, you know, I can't say, well, I stopped going to church because so-and-so gossiped about me behind my back, right? It's still right. up to me to keep showing up and investing and being part of the church family that he uses to sanctify us. We've Another time that you were on here, we talked about that sanctifying sandpaper, <laughs> and it's just those yeah. hard situations that God uses to kind of rub against our rough edges to bring about his purpose for us. You know, to look at not quitting on churches, there may be a local church you need to move on from, um, and, and my perspective of that is, you know, we're, we're in the kingdom of God, and sometimes God moves people around in his kingdom. You know, and that, that doesn't mean you're always tied to one local church, but not quitting on churches because you as a family, um, as believers in Christ, you're part of the body and you're, you're a very important part of the body. And I think, you know, one of the things we've talked about at, at times is we always feel like we're groundbreakers wherever we go. And, and that can get a little tiring at times. But God has used us where we've gone to break ground that we've seen people's lives change. And our kiddos with special needs and our families, they change lives. Whether we see it all the time or not, they do. They make our churches better. They make our churches stronger. They make people see things differently in a way. And, and really, you know, with James, it, it was the church and our church in PA and our church here. And I can already see 
a culture shift in both places and us just being here for four years, um, where we see churches, people becoming more accommodating, people becoming more accepting. Um, it's taken time, but those, those shifts happen because families don't give up and they keep kind of pressing in and coming in and challenging us. That's a good, a good thing. And a, and a really good healthy thing, um, not only for you as a family, but for the church. And I know as a family, that's hard because like us, you sometimes you've got to break the ground. You're the first one in, you're the pioneer. <laughs> and that, that's tough. But, you know, show some of those folks grace. Um, I, I really do believe a lot of our, our people in our churches, they have good hearts. They, they want to love you. They want to love the Lord. Sometimes they just don't know how, you know, and and there's been times where I've talked with church members and they said things that, you know, in, in conversation that, again, they have a good heart, but they said it kind of incorrectly, you know, and I'm looking, I'm like, um, hey, look, we, we can't really say that. Like, you, here's how you would want to say that. And they're like, oh, my gosh, no, I, I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, like that was politically incorrect. You know, that went out in the 70s, right. <laughs> you know, but for them, they, they didn't know that, you know, and so that kind of level of graceful education sometimes where we have to go, look, man, I know you, I know you love my kid or I know you love the Lord, but let, let's drop that term or not say it that way. And, and, and that's just showing grace on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay. So if a family feels like, as you said, it's time to move on and go to another church, you know, can just, just spend a minute or two saying how they should do that in a way that, that communicates to the pastor how they feel, but just assures the pastor, Hey, we're not leaving Christianity. We're not, we're not turning away from God. We're just going to go somewhere we just feel this is the right time or this is the right thing. Yes. And I have always appreciated uh, when people move on from any church I pastor letting me know, whether that is a, a situation where they didn't agree with the decision. I mean, sure. Everybody in our church agreed with what we did during COVID, <laughs> you know, and we, we did, we had some people that, that left during COVID over the decisions we made on masks. We did a race relation talk with a, a African American pastor last year uh, during all the kind of heightened race relation things. We lost two families off of that. Um, you know, people are going to move, and and sometimes it's a move for a job, or or you know, like in a situation where this is, hey, maybe this church just can't take care of my family well. Let let the person know, and and I always appreciate that. Um, let them know respectfully if if an emails. What you feel comfortable starting with, that's fine. But understand that it, that may lead to a few follow-up questions or conversations. And I, I, I appreciate folks that let me know, whether it's a phone call or an email. Um, and then I really also appreciate folks who are open for a little more dialogue um, in, a, in a position where I want to learn maybe what we can do better and where we may have failed as a, as a church in that sense. And so there have been people over the years and in a couple of those cases in which I, I named where, you know, I got an email, Hey, here's, we're going to be moving on and here's why shot back an email and Hey, can we talk on the phone? Can we do this? Um, and they said, yes. And, and that was good. It was healthy in that way. It hurts pastors, ministry leaders 
when you just drop off and, and you don't, you don't say anything because these are folks who, who do pray for you, who do care for you, who want to know where you are. Uh, that, that does hurt. It leaves us scratching our heads, you know, more. And, and so I think just some open communication filled with grace and kindness of maybe here's, here's the reasons. Um, it helps that church, you know, it, it helps that leadership hopefully over take a look at maybe where they could do better and, and change some things. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think always better to communicate and be honest and, and not to keep those things in the dark or yeah. like they're a secret. I mean, you're not the first family who has left a church. <laughs> I mean, that pastor knows that this is just part of it. And yeah. so he will be receptive to knowing why and, and how he could serve families like yours in the future better so that, that it's a learning experience for them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, part of, part of the hurt we've experienced as a family is that sometimes families within our church, we were friends with who just left and now they kind of ghosted us you know, and they don't answer texts or they don't. And, and we're left wondering like, what happened? What did we do? And we may not have done anything. It may just be something that they're going through, but to just cut off that communication um, that, that hurts, you know, that's some of the hurt I think we've had to deal with. Yeah, it is for sure. So, okay. Well, thanks for being here with me and going through all this. It, I, it just feels really important right now as, as families are returning to church and as we're celebrating Easter and, and all, all that we're doing. So, you know, I just want maybe families who aren't close enough to their pastor to ask him these kind of questions, to be able to talk about that with you and with me and, and hear our heart on it. So yeah. I really appreciate it. So we're going to close in prayer because I close every episode in prayer and we'll just pray for um, the families who are listening, pray for the churches they attend as they celebrate Easter this weekend and really just celebrate the body of Christ the many members that make up the body and how we navigate all of that, even as sinners who are in continual need of forgiveness from God and from each other. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for the design of your church, God, that, that you put us together, that we're made of many parts and that uh, each part is unique and different and still necessary to accomplish your mission. And so even when things get hard, when our feelings get hurt, when needs aren't met, that is part of, of the process of doing life together and, and being part of a church family. And so as we navigate that, we ask for your guidance, for your grace. Help us to know when it's time to have hard conversations, when we can approach other church members or even staff members to say, this is what's going on with me. Can we talk about how that made me feel? Can we make steps to go forward so that we we don't run into this problem again? Help us, God, just to be brave and to do that and to to heal from from shining a light on these things instead of keeping them hidden. We pray for those who have felt real deep hurt from churches, from betrayal or uh, being ostracized, God, or, or feeling like 
like they're not worthy of being somewhere. We know that they are worthy and that, that they are loved by you and celebrated by you. And so what the way churches have treated families is not the way you would want them to treat families. And so no matter what is going on in our churches, we pray that we never lose sight of the love that you have for us and the love that you lavish on us. So we just pray that we would remember that this Easter season, especially as, as we celebrate the resurrection of Christ and, and the forgiveness of sins that, that that brings. So we pray God for um, churches around the country this weekend as they celebrate Easter, whether that is back in person, still online, or however they are celebrating God. We just, we pray for a renewed sense of urgency to spread the gospel, to bring in more families like ours, to to preach the good news to those who are hurting and desperate and lonely, God. There's, there's victory in the message of Easter, God, and we just pray that each family would feel that this weekend and that they would share it with somebody else who needs to hear. So thank you for those who are listening. Thank you for the time that they're taking to dig into this hard subject, God. Just be with them and teach them and, and may your Holy Spirit be present in all that they do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so we are going to keep talking about this in our self-care and soul care for the caregiver Facebook group. It's called Abiding Caregivers. So we'll talk about this that this week. If they have any questions, I know where to find you, Lee. <laughs> I'll be happy to answer. <laughs> I can pass those along. We can talk about them each night over dinner. So thanks for being with us. Thanks for taking time out on a busy Easter week busy basketball weekend all of that we appreciate it all right i appreciate all you're doing and all the folks that are out there listening it's always fun always fun all right next time we'll get you on to talk about grilling or something easy no problem anything we're good all right thanks babe all right bye bye